He sent his word. And he healed his people. It is written, worship the Lord your God. And his blessing will come upon your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. None will miscarry. None will cast their young. You will have full lifespan. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. Turn the song beside you and welcome them in the name of Jesus. You are very welcome. You can take your seat quite, please. You know, today is an interesting day. That's why I'm dressed not in my color. I'm dressed in blue. It's my daughter's wedding Thanksgiving. We were there yesterday as much as God gave us the grace. And today we have um, some of our leaders who have come all, all the way from Ireland and Germany. George joined us at Nigeria. We expect Pastor Dapo also here today. Though his senior brother also celebrated wedding for his daughter yesterday. But we expect him in this service. This morning, something triggered on this altar last Sunday that sent me into a journey. One of these good journeys I love to make. And that journey is the word of God is true. And we who believe in Christ must align our life to the written word. And the Lord told us at the beginning of this year that we should be reading the book of Psalm 145. And when I read that book, all right, I found some things in that book that are very intriguing. And that has led me to more exploration about grace. Because we are teaching about grace. But let me say something to you. During the Friday prayer in New Cross, I was with them. And I shared some of those things with them. How many of you believe that the word of God cannot lie? It's impossible for the word of God to lie. But yet, why is the word of God not fully manifesting in the lives of Christians across the globe? 
Why do many Christians struggle? Why is it that the Bible says something and the lives of many Christians is different? And in teaching you about this, I want to help you understand the difference between trials as well. Because we're talking about trials. Because sometimes God will allow us to go through tests of time which demands patient endurance. But yet, the covenant of God cannot be used by God as a trial. I will help us to understand this. If you look at verse 17 of that psalm, it begins by saying, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. But within now and December, I will answer you some questions. If God is loving to all of all he has made, what about all this war that is happening across the globe and people are dying? Some people ask such questions. What about the tragedies and natural disasters? If God is loving to all he has made, what about all these accidents that happen and people are wiped off just suddenly? What about, you know, husband and wife starting a fantastic relationship and then suddenly something happened, they become like day and night. What about students who are very intelligent and they work and will labor at the end of it, they fail. What is God responsible for all this calamity and the destruction and disappointment? I will help you understand in the next three months, they have no business with God. Let me give you an insight. The way you appear in this church today has nothing to do with God. It's your decision. Are we together? God is not the one who went to buy your suits for you. He gave you the substance. You chose to buy suits. You will have bought something else. When you dress yourself, you felt that's the way you should do. All the war that happened in nations are caused by leaders of nations. Because somebody, every one of us put our life in the hands of someone to take decision on our behalf. They took the decision without knowledge of God because of their selfish ambition which is not exposed. Every war came by the selfish ambition of one man who is in a position to influence all others to believe foolishly what he's saying. Every war. Every killing has to do with decision of one man. And that hasn't got to do with the love of God. But when we took decisions, we have known in this house that our decision can be influenced by three entities. Man, the spirit of man, the spirit of the devil, and the spirit of God. And we understand that anyone, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, who is not born again is under the control of the wicked one, the devil. Either he believes it or not, it doesn't make a difference. I've helped us to understand that human beings can just wake up one day and believe something. That doesn't mean that they believe is true. And also, the fact. 
But of course, a foolish ideology may be may spring up from one man, and before you know it, the whole world is going crazy about it. If ideologies and thoughts of the mind come from three sources, man, God, and demons, you and I can agree there are four that no wonder a thought from a foolish man can become a national celebration of nations. It has nothing to do with God. What about tragedies? God said to the people of Israel, in the nation I'm sending you to, he says, do not sign pact with them and do not practice their detestable ways of life. He says, because those nations did those things and the act vomited them, ground vomited them. We understand by that that every creature that we call dead have life if God created them. They speak. The ground speaks. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showed his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. What shows knowledge has a voice. Because he says that night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech, no language where their voice is not heard. And yet their voice is heard to the ends of the earth. And today we are now learning their voices. So therefore you will recognize that all the calamities and woes and tragedies that happen upon the earth has nothing to do with God. What about God? For God so loved the world. What about God? He has compassion on all he has made. Can you just remain in that psalm? I'm reading 145, 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. There's something again that we saw on Friday that is quite interesting. The next verse. It says, the Lord is near to all who call him. So anybody who pray God can be near to you. But that is not all. Not everybody who pray God is near to. Because there is a distinction in this sentence. It says, to all who call him. And who what? Come on, let's say it together. Are we together? Look up to that bird, please. Shall we read that verse? So it means that if you are a deceiver of yourself, God cannot come near you, do you pray? Your gymnastics does not determine God coming to you because you are crying or you are keeping silent in prayer does not determine who comes to you. For God to hear the voice of a man, that voice must be arrowed by truth. The voice of truth. A man who is sincere to himself that I can't help myself, I need God to help me. When he cries to God, God helps him. But a man who still feels that he's somebody. Alright? Can you take them through that side, please? Yes, go like that. We are expecting them. Good. So are we together now? Look at me. I'm the actor. Let what I speak connect with the spirit inside you. There are some human beings Satan can't do anything about. I'm one of them. There are many people Satan can just access, destroy, mess them up and mesmerize them. At will. I have escaped that. The key to it is that I'm teaching you. I will together now. You must not deceive yourself. 
If you think you know, you will recognize that you're just stupid. No matter what knowledge a man has on earth, there are other knowledge to acquire. Talk less going before God and be lying to God. Pretending to God that you are what you are not. Prayers cannot be answered. God is near to those whose prayer is propelled by sincerity. The reason why the prayers of many Christians are not answered. Though the promise is there, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. But if you read that chapter 16 of, of John, it says, if my word abide in you and you abide in me, then that will happen. Not just somebody saying anything. Prayer must be sincere. Look at the next one. It says he fulfilled desires of who? Shall we read that scripture together? The word of God is true. One of my uh, in-laws had an accident just few, within this year. He was in a van called, um, 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 what do you call this van again? Highest or, or van. Those are those vehicles to Utah that sit 18 people. Though it wasn't built to sit 18 people, but you know, in Nigeria, they will remove the real chair and put their own chairs so that they can maximize profit. And this man, that van can only have, it had one door on the side, which would, they would slide, and you would go in to the back. And the guy was sitting at the back. In the back where he was sitting were two people beside and two people on the other side. While he was leaving home, the wife said, I had a very terrible dream. I don't want to go back to work. Because he walks in the distance and he came home and he's going back. Don't go back now. Just spend some few days with us. She said, I don't understand my dream, but I believe you shouldn't go. And the man said, don't worry. Don't worry, I pray about it and I'll go. And he went. On the way, that vehicle somersaulted several times. Crashed to pieces. Alright. But. The rescuers came. They were removing people from the vehicle from the back. You know he was at the back in the middle. They were removing people from the back. Hmm? Dead bodies. Everyone died. Including the driver. And some of them. They were removing them from all the clusters. They were crushed together, mashed together, the head has pressed down and stuff. But, and of course, they found some bodies that littered on the ground. And they saw, and they said, all of them are dead. But as they were going, they saw a body on the road. And they said, what is that one doing on the center of the road, middle of the road? Other vehicles may come and run over him. So they went to him and found out, oh, he's still breathing. This one is breathing. But where is he from? Because in human terms, he can never be in that bus. Okay? This is him. The bus has gone to the end there. You know, in pieces. And then he said he was hearing their voice faintly. And he said, I'm alive. And they picked him up, mopped him up, and quickly said, let's focus on the one that is alive. They expected that all his bones are broken, all his organs are ruptured, but nothing of such. He had, of course, some injuries. 
But they now said, how can you be? Where were you sitting? And he said, at the center of the back. They said, no, we brought all the cops at the back. They couldn't get out. He said, I was sitting at the center of the back. The Bible says, he will give his angels charge over us for you to enjoy that. You must fear God. Anointing doesn't bring this to you. It's your work with God. Can God depend on you when you are still on earth today? Mm. Some of you need to learn that the race is not meant for the swift. Those who are rich, it's not because they ignore God and look after money. Two ways you can be rich. Do people. And do all fraudulent stuff. And you will make money of sorrow. Either you are a Christian or a minister, any money made by fraud. Lie minister, lying to people, making money of them, skinning them and stuff. Same thing, a non-minister. Took this, lie to that, rape that and stuff and stuff. If you build such wealth, you will, you will, you, are, you accumulate sorrow for yourself. You can't die without having the sorrow. Because it's blessing of God that make it rich without sorrow. Second way to make money is to be faithful to God. <laughs> it may take you time, but you get there. <laughs> I will be faithful. I don't know about you. I can't tell my children to be faithful <laughs> because it's their choice. I know a man who thinks he can make things by his power. And I know a God who will wait, wait patiently. Allow him to put all his stress and energy in the last minute he will kick it up by himself. To show that he is God in heaven and not man. I know a man who is foolish who will give time to God's service the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 42, they devoted themselves to apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to, 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 to the word, and they attended the temple daily. I know a man who is so foolish like that to do that. But I know also the next verse shall be applicable to them. There was no needy persons in their family. Make a choice, man. That scripture intrigues me so much. Why is God not near to many believers? They don't fear God. Why have some said, I cry, cry, God save me, he did not save me. When God was crying, whom shall I send? Where were you? If you are not there for him to send, how can you expect him to be there for you to save? When God was looking for someone to stand in God for others so that Satan would not destroy them, he looked around where you were living, he did not find you there. In him. Because of that, destruction came upon mortal men. And that brings sorrow to God. If you had been available to God at that hour he needed you, God would have spoken through you and avoided the disaster. How can you have such record with God and expect to cry on God and God will answer you? You think about it. 
But if there is a man who is faithful to God, if there is a man who fears God, a man who honors God, I told them, fear of God is very easy to identify. When I was growing up in Africa, we know what fear of appearance is. Because my father would take a cane into his socks anywhere he goes. Even party, his cane is with him. Because in the party, if any child misbehaves, he does not take permission from government or from the parents. He would serve you well. A headmaster for 45 years. Let me say something to you. And whenever my father is driving his motorcycle and he gets to the area where some boys who are supposed to be in school at the school hour and they are catching fish. They used to do that. They would be by the stream casting fish. My father would pack his motorcycle. He would stalk them and appear among them. Every one of them will not escape his caning. So people, when they hear my father's mobiles, students will begin to run. That is the fear of man. The fear of man is, I will not do something he hates when I see him, when he's around. The fear of God is, you will not do anything God hates because he's everywhere at all times. You can't hide away from him. The fact is that when you give excuses, he doesn't hear you. He sees your heart. Listen to me. Those who fear him, he hears them. Those who fear him, he saves them. This man that I said escaped accident, I was with him last month when I went to Nigeria. He came from his station to come and, you know, visit me. He's my son. So he's my brother-in-law, but he's my son. He's a committed child of God, pastor. Not radical, gentle, but committed. (laughs) He's gentle and committed. I love people like that. They are remnant who are full of power. God recognizes Satan knows them. Look at the next verse. Shall we read it together? This is Cathedral. Say it again. So if you want God to watch you by what you do, love Him. You know something? I beg you to listen to me. In a short time, you won't hear this voice again. Not for death. When we were doing the wedding yesterday of my daughter and my son, glamorous, I even wore red with them. (laughs) For you to know how the spirit connects. I was going to wear a pink tie. And my wife saw the pink tie, put it suddenly, I just changed my mind to wear red. Can you see red, red, and red, and red? You know, when we were doing their wedding yesterday, I said that I named her 26 years ago. 26. Before she was conceived, I was the one who prophesied to her mother's womb. I remember the day I was going and her mother held my leg and said, you are not going. And I thought I was going for a two-week journey. I said, what can I do for you? She said, unless you give me a child. And my heart broke within me. 
that if I know how to give people children, I would have. But we serve a God who can do all things. And because of that in my heart, I turned to God and the spirit of prophetic rested upon me. And I said before I come back, be four months pregnant. Then I heard what I said and said, oh, I have prepared myself for two weeks journey. It means I would not see this country for four months. That was the journey where God sent me that started the revival in Nigeria that gave birth to churches like MFM. Mountain of Fire Miracle came out of my revival. 90 days of barrage. We saw the lame walk. We saw the blind see. Dead was raised in the meeting. And before I came back, she was, the mother was the most ready. Now, we wedded her yesterday. And brother Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel, professor of Bible college. We had all the story yesterday how it was Bible school that you do here every Tuesday. Which some of you do not come. Hallelujah. That's where he found his wife. Hallelujah, somebody. And the Bible school became a rewarder of those who diligently seek God. Amen forevermore. So if you are looking for husband, or you are looking for wife, come to Mama Omar's Bible school. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. Because where can you find your wife apart from a good place like that? Amen. Bible study is a good way to find a woman, not Tumbuba. Now, listen to me. What I was saying to you is this. When I was ministering to them and blessing them yesterday, I looked at myself 25 years ago. And I added 26 years ago. And I added 26 years to my age yesterday. You know why I'm saying this? I said that the voice you hear from me, you won't hear it in a short time. All right? If we are 26 years to my own age, okay, if I'm not dead, I will wake up every day to celebrate my departure. And there are a few number of people here who cannot be here anymore. Okay? And then they will be in their 50s. That is the reason why you must listen to me now that I speak to you in the body. I will teach you the way of God. Don't compare with anyone who taught you anywhere under heaven. Except those who speak the same voice that I speak. People who have the same encounters that I have. I say something. Men of God are not known by followership. In the book of Acts chapter 11, and, um, uh, 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 2 Corinthians 12, Paul said, I know a man, whether in this body or out of this body, I don't understand. I know a man who some years ago was taken to heaven. He says, I know a man who was taken to the third heaven, who saw inexpressible thing. He said, I will boast of that man and not myself. Who was the man? It was he. And I can stand before you today and say to you that you are the evidence that the one who made heaven and earth called me. Because I've been taken to heaven several times. I've seen Jesus several times. I don't introduce you to a Jesus of my mind. 
and he has operated through me among you. So hear what I teach you. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding and all who fear him. It is lack of fear of God that makes you not to come to church in the midweek. You don't fear him. You just use God. It's lack of fear of God that makes you to come to church regularly, maybe weekly, and you don't have anything you think you should do in church. You die, finish. All the money you are looking for, they will put it in your hand, it will fall down. Really, unfortunately, some people can inherit you who you don't even know. And many people, after they are dead, some people came up and they began to fight all the children, and the children have to run away and leave everything. And what will remain with you is what you did in the household of faith, of faith, of faith. Don't die before you regret, my friend. Serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, says the Lord. Thou shalt serve the Lord your God. This is a church where I tell you, every one of you are called by God to do something. I don't have a higher anointing than you have. My anointing, the anointing you have is the anointing I have. What happened is this. Grace is a contract. I told you last Sunday. God offer it, man receive it. Deal is done. If man receive it, which is acceptance of the offer, then contract is established. And when contract is established, who wrote the contract? God, not you. Because he's the one who is blessed. He's the one who has everything. He only called you to come and enjoy it. Therefore, if you receive and accept the contract, you must obey the rules of the contract. The governance of the contract must be kept. Because if you break the contract, you lose the grace. Grace can be lost. You know, the greatest deception is for a man not to be anything. But he continues to say, I'm somebody. You wake up into a world of delusion in a short time. That shouldn't be you. You can make it anytime by responding to God. He says, the Lord watches over all who fear him, but the, all the wicked he will what? Destroy. All the wicked he will what? 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 I will talk to you about the wicked men so that you may understand that you can be a Christian, but you are defined under a wicked person. And if you are a Christian and you do the acts of wickedness, you are, before God, a wicked person. Therefore, contract of wickedness, give and take, will happen to you. That's why Christians fall victims. If I have money, I leave. If I don't have money, I leave. Hello? If I'm honored, I leave. If I'm not honored, I leave. <laughs> Why? I have seen where I'm going. I have been to heaven, to my home, walked around the home. I can draw it. I have seen the street of gold. Nothing can compare with it. I live in this world just to help you too. Understand. That's what I'm telling you. Your life is real. Go back to verse 17. 
Let's read verse 17 again. Shall we? Are you part of what he has made? Today I wanted to teach you on, on grace. But I have to show you this, that the lecture of grace last week triggered a journey. My journey is if the Bible says something, why is it not happening? Look at the book of Exodus 23 verse 25. Anything the Bible says is bound to happen. But there are two sides to the contract. Shall we do it together? Uh-huh. Come on, I love that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go back to 25. What did it begin with? So, which means that if you and I get the worship right, then the condition prevails. Are we in agreement? Come on, let's talk together. I'm speaking the language of man, not speaking mystery. I'm just showing you letters. I think I will adopt the word, the position of an advocate in this church. Or a lawyer, a defense lawyer. It's just to show the words and let the jury decide. Or let the judge decide. But if the words are shown beyond all reasonable doubts, then my client must be acquitted. It's no logic. That's to just say, worship the Lord your God. Then it says, and, isn't it? So which means that what comes after worship the Lord your God is a spontaneous Action that follows when you worship the Lord your God. Are we talking together? Am I saying something stupid? Now, if God says worship the Lord your God and His blessing will come upon your food and water, why are you jobless for years? For years. One can be jobless for a a season. But to have a certificate and be jobless for years until the certificate becomes obsolete. Something is wrong. Why do you set up business and your business is not producing? You check your worship. What is the word worship? If your, your water and your food is not blessed, it has nothing to do with the devil. If you are born again, forget it. Devil has no business with you. Very little business he has with you. He can only have business with you when you sign a contract with him. Hurry with me now. But if you do the things I'm telling you, then he has no business with you. Because your contract with God is firm. In the spiritual, you can't contract under two masters together. You're either one or the other. Now listen to what he says. If you worship, blessing come upon. Food and what? Ideas will be blessed. Business will be blessed. What you lay hands on will be blessed. That doesn't mean that you do not have some, uh, you know, seasons of mishaps along. Those things happen because of your wrong decisions. Not because of the devil of God. And that is more reason why 
I'm teaching this area so that if you learn to hear God better, you can hear God on decisions, all decisions. Then you can't make any blunder. Any blunder. I, tell, I guarantee that. And we have many, many, many proofs here. A man who can see. You can see tomorrow. Can you make your own decision today regards tomorrow? Impossible. Impossible. Prophetic is for everybody. I will end this message by it. One day, one of you came to me and said, Apostle, crying, you know, a, a, a married man, big with tie, and crying and weeping, you know, mukoroing all over the whole place. What's the problem? He said, Believes have come to my house to car- they have come to my office to carry everything. They will come to my house now and loot everything. So what's the problem? Oh, he was just given hundred thousand pounds by somebody who invested hundred thousand pounds into his business. He took that hundred thousand pounds, signed a contract with um, you know a company in Spain to supply you know you know um, uh, you know uh, some products. And he was supposed to. He got an LPO in England that said if you supply the products. We will pay you. Now he went to an agreement with them that okay, I can't supply everything, but if I paid, if I supply X amount, then can I be paid for the full? And they agreed. In principle, then he put all his hundred thousand pounds that he borrowed, and then after he paid the hundred thousand pounds, the company that is supposed to release said we won't release until you pay off everything. How much remaining? Ten thousand pounds. Okay? So he could not deliver, and then they went to Billy's. You know, it took a process of time. Billy's came and cleared everything in his office. I'm talking about what you lose if you don't serve God truly. When Billy's cleared everything, and they are now coming to his house, the man cried. He was weeping in my sitting room. And I said to him, Both of us are God's children, born again. But let me show you the difference. I said, if you are in this position, there is a God in heaven who speaks. Listen to me. He is a child of God. Hopeless. Some children of God will go and commit suicide by that. But when he came to me, why did I not join the, 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 the group of hopelessness? Why did I not join him in compassion? Hey, oh, what shall we do? Hey, ah. Because of relationship with God. Not because of gift. I said, I said, God. He said, what do you say? I don't have money to give you. Thank God that at that time I was penniless. Are you with me now? Have you ever examined the statement or the word penniless before in definition? Have you? The word penniless means penniless. Hallelujah. When you get to zero and you go to minus, then you are penny less. So a man who cannot help himself cannot help somebody else. But as a God in heaven, a, a righteous may come to a place that he doesn't have any pocket, anything in his pocket. It happened by our own administration and management. So I said, let's pray. And as we began to pray, I began to thank God for the providence of God, the sovereignty of God. And I was blessing the Lord, and I was blessing the Lord and you know, when you come to pray with me like that, if we finish praying in one hour, you are so fortunate. Because Nigeria to London is six hours by flight. Talk less heaven. 
<laughs> to go and hear God in heaven. <laughs> you want to pray shukushuku prayer. Prayer in five minutes. Father, Father, Lord, Lord, Father, Father, Lord, if not, I will, I will be done. And then you leave. <laughs> All those kind of prayers you stop. I call them chukuchuk prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. You first start the Father. In the name of Jesus. And five minutes, Lord, we thank you. Ten minutes, Lord. <laughs> and Lord, he say, what do you want to say? Lord, you see, Lord, help me. When you are not full of the word, it is the word of God that opens the doors of heaven. If you don't know how to quote law in court, you will, be, you will die of poverty as a lawyer. If you don't understand the previous cases and memorize application of dictums and statutes, interpret the statute properly. You could be the most brilliant, but you will die poor as a liar. Same thing as a child of God. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell richly in you. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This dictum of God, how God settled cases of people before you in the Old Testament. The New Testament of God, laws of God. The decrees of God, do not let it depart from your mouth. He says you must meditate upon it. Not meditate upon trouble and sorrow and problem and fight and quarrels that does not exist. And said you must be careful to do everything. Someone said we are not under law. I showed you last week that if the vision says that if you are not under law, that's why you must obey the law. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will not be stupid before God. Listen to me, therefore. So when we began the journey, after about 45 minutes, I had access into heaven. We were still in the room. And I began to say the things I saw in my prayer. Where the ancient of these two kids sits. And this man I'm praying for here was put in a place where he's been accused by the devil. The accusations span over many years. Because in the spiritual, two minutes information can be 1,000 years in human calendar. When you come back, you will remember everything today because the one who revealed it to you is the one who created your brain. Whatever the case may be. And then the Lord Jesus appeared and said one statement. And all those accusations were wiped off. And then God said to me, look down to the earth. And I looked down to the earth. And I saw a town that I've never been in England. And I saw the name. And I saw the highway that led to that town. And as you come on that highway, you come into a roundabout. On the left of that roundabout was a bank, Barclays Bank. And the Lord God told me, Tell him to go there tomorrow. I have 10,000 pounds for him to pay his debts. When I came out of that vision, I haven't praised God and stuff. I think we spent about close to two hours. I said, son, get up, wipe your face. 10,000, you get it tomorrow. That was on a Sunday. He said, how? And I told him all I saw. Do you know this village? He said, yes, that's the village I take to my house. 
When you come in by this road and you get to the roundabout, you will see a bank. Barclays Bank. I said, yes, I know the bank. I said, God told me to tell you, go there tomorrow and tell the manager, thus here the Lord, I have 10,000 pounds here. <laughs> of course. And he looked at me that, is that not so stupid? That is the way it should be. Every inventor invented from foolishness. Are you with me now? They did foolish things and they invented things and they became ex- extremely rich. Are you with me now? The greatest inventor in mankind is Solomon. And after inventing everything, he said foolishness times foolishness plus foolishness to the exponential power of foolishness is equal to foolishness. You have been ideological before God who created your brain. Just serve him simple. I said, when you go into that manager, dress up and carry your briefcase. Take all your cases and tell them. The manager, tell him that. He said, how? I said, if you don't say it, death will destroy you. If you say it, you have nothing to lose. And he went, he dressed up well. I told him you dress up well. Now, some of you don't know that your dressing determines how you are treated. If you appear like a rogue. If a policeman is driving car past, they can stop and they can stop searching you. You cannot say why you searching me. Is it because of my color? It's not because of my color. It's because of your appearance. Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, you are walking on the street warmly. You saw prisoners walking in a particular style. You too, you are walking that style on the street. They catch you because the people do is the criminal. Are we together now? The person who wants to borrow money from a bank, who went there with jeans? Well, you don't have money. So he split it and he went there. And when he got there, can I see the manager? The secretary said that, who are you? Do you have a problem? He said, no. Can I see the manager? And the manager had and came out. Can I help you, young man? With briefcase, the manager sized him up. Well suited up. And he said, please come over. And he came in and said, what can I do for you? He says, yesterday, my pastor <laughs> and I was praying. This is the situation about my life. And God told him that I should tell you that he has 10,000 pounds for me here. He said the manager sat up. You know, he's a black boy. The manager is a complete white area. And the manager looked at him. You know, the managers have a button they can put their legs and police will come. He said, what do you want to do with the 10,000 pounds? And he told the manager what he would do. And told him the story. The manager said, all right. I will come to your office on Thursday. The manager went to the office on Thursday with a fully filled form to open an account for him with 10,000 pounds overdrawn facility instantly without paying interest for six months. When he got to his office, he says, sign that. In his office, is only one chair and one table remaining. The bailiffs, you know, those guys, I don't know whether they are possessed with devils or what. They are terrible. May you never fall into the hands of bailiffs. And if any one of you is a bailiff, it's a wrong job. Resign. A righteous man must not be a bailiff. It is just like if you are, you are, you know, if you are living in a state where they give death sentence, if you are the one who administered the death, you better resign. 
A killer is a killer. Thou shalt not kill. Full stop. There are some jobs you mustn't do. If you're a medical doctor and you always abort pregnancy, you are a murderer. Because the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. Either your practice says you should do it or not, you can abstain. As a lawyer, I will not tell if, if a person comes to me and he says he killed somebody, I will tell you, you must admit that in court. Straight. You must admit that in court. For me to fight your case, you must admit it because I'm privy to the information that you are the murderer. You must admit. Because if you admit your offense, then we can mitigate to lessen your punishment. It will be a matter of actus reus and mens rea. But you, you, you lie. So there are some things prison can do. He walked out of that building with that facility. He paid his bill. Within two weeks, he was delivered. All his 100,000 came back and profit of 0.5. That man was transformed his misery because of relationship with There's a song that says, Oh, what privilege we forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Just because we do not carry everything to God. If you are a Christian, if you don't experience God, I question your salvation. Don't make a mistake to that. If you are a Christian and you don't serve God with all your heart, you are serving yourself at your age. You served yourself from where you were born. You went, pray, beg God. You went to school, beg God, you pass. Beg God, you got a job. Beg God, you keep on working. And you have no remorse that God is saying, who shall I send or who shall go for us? Come to church every Sunday and you think you are serving God. Or come to church once in a blue moon. The red moon will soon come. I am telling you, moon is not going to be blue all the time. In the season you have entered in the world, there will be shaking to the foundations of the earth. From This October, watch it as you enter next year. It's not going to get easier and better. Not in this planet Earth. Threats will come. That will cause the heart of men to melt. Things that will shake your faith. Who you believe. America is in a big trouble. I told them. For 15 years. Big, big trouble America is in. What they are in now, I have told you 15 years ago. 10 years ago. 5 years ago, can you tell you? They have just entered into the prophetic God said, in this altar God told us, the faith of America this year, from 15 years ago. I spoke to them last week. And I told the brethren there that you cannot pray against this, for this has been predetermined. For the world power shall fall on their back. And they shall be forced to alliance. For their dollar will become useless. They have not. You know this economy. The economy of the world, I told you. About 10. 12 years ago. This world will go through three financial crises. In your lifetime. The first is gone. Second is gone. This is the third one. And this one is just a wind. Yes. But it's going to drop again. But when those things drop, I told you, God said to me that it's for the righteous to excel. But are you a righteous? 
People who come to church once in a Sunday, you can't. People who serve God the way they have climatized it, you can't. Because he knows those who seek him and who seek him in spirit and in truth. And he knows those who give excuses when you seek. You know, when you come to a church like this, let me say this to you. You need to understand this. That this is not a church that lies to you and make money off you. We don't collect offering here twice in a service. Let me say this to you. Apostle does not collect your tithe here. Okay? There are places where it is the pastor they give their tithe to. Your tithe does not come to me. Okay? I have had cases that people came in and they gave me a check and they, they put tithe and all stuff. I called the treasurer immediately. I wrote CFT. They left it blank. I wrote CFT on it because that's not my money. If you give me a gift, it is me. It's not offering. You don't give me a gift and call it offering or tithe. You call it a gift. And if you don't write my name on it, then what I know by it is that then you are confused who you want to give. So I give it to God straight away. Because I will not owe a man under heaven. I can also do like others who will tell you that today I'm teaching you grace. Offering for grace. You will get it now. And you get nothing. Yes, it's only me who will get it. You get nothing. I can also do like others who will anything that happens to you. There are some demons in your father's house. They are stupid. They, they, I came from a cultural background. When I talk about demons, I know them. I can tell you their names. And I can tell you how they operate. My father... It's a pity. If I don't lie to you, and I don't milk you, I don't deceive you, I help you to be better in life. I help you to be successful in life. Any secret I know that is good, I tell you. Then listen to me. Do what I say. It makes life easy. Worship the Lord your God is blessed will come upon your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. The next one says, No child miscarry in your land. A Christian, if you have miscarriage, check your worship. Check your worship. Don't worship God the way you think. There are people who have all manners of fictions and stories. I told you about a publication in Nigeria when it said that Jesus is coming to he will arrive in the Middle East and then he will marry and he will, have, he will live for 40 years and die. If that is their own Jesus, they should ask that Jesus that what is your purpose of coming for 40 years if you are coming for 40 years to die? That's a foolish book. Our Jesus is coming to judge the world. I will get it now. And to take us home. So that where he is, we will be. Worship God. No miscarriage if your worship is correct. If you have a miscarriage, go on your knees before God and beg God, Lord, what have I done wrong in worship? Check yourself first. If you are one of those who pick and choose the service you come, when you think others don't have other work to do, you, are, you have to rest. I'm tired. And you're not tired to go to work every morning. I mean, change. If your heart of worship is not correct, None will miscarry, he says. None shall be barren, he says. I will give you full life. Or none shall cast 
they are young. Let me stop here, my friend. For this next week, oh yeah, I have to stop here. We go for, we go more on the, the doctrine of grace. We'll be looking at the fact that you are saved by grace, not by works, but you are saved to work. Some people believe that when you are born again, you don't have to do any work. Ephesians says, the same Ephesians that talk about saved by grace, chapter 2, in verse 9, it says, for by grace we are saved. Verse 10 says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do works which God had prepared in advance. Every Christian have a work in the church, not just coming to church, say prayer, say amen. That's not a church. Grace teaches us to be holy. I close to 11 to 15. Then we are going to look at calling. Calling of God is by grace. Like I'm an apostle, it's by grace I'm an apostle. A bishop is not grace. Bishop is appointment. I'm a bishop, an archbishop. It's an appointment. It is not a calling. Deacon, deaconesses are appointment. They are not calling. This is the scripture. You see, if anybody desires the office of a bishop, but you cannot desire the voice of a prophet. Because if they call you prophet, then the day we need someone to prophesy, you will just be looking at us as we are looking at you. Okay? If they call you apostle, the day you need to work in signs and wonders. 12, 12 of Second Corinthians. The signs of apostle have been brought among you, signs and wonders. You will not be able to do anything. You will just be looking. If you have to talk about your life, you have nothing to speak about. Same thing if you are not a teacher, you can't teach the word. You may teach people in school, but you cannot teach the word of God. If you are not a pastor, you cannot have the heart of shepherd. Either if you are not an evangelist, you cannot get sinners saved and get them healed. Let me say something to you, therefore, it is grace. And we look at that. And we look also at gift of the Spirit is by grace. And then don't Take grace for granted. You can take it for granted because why? You can lose grace. Remember, grace is a contract. God, for God so loved the world, shall we do this together? And give. Don't put it on the board. <laughs> look, look, that way you are, you are reciting. I don't like it. You are behaving like the Romans. Let's read the word of God together. For God so. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, give it to them on the board. The next verse says, For God did not send his son that he may condemn the world. But if you look at the word, John 3.16, For God so loved the world. God loves everybody. Either you believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus. There are some people who believe that they are men, but they believe that they are not men. Amen. Because they love them. Because there is something inside them telling them they are not men. Okay. They dress like women. Hmm? I told them one day then, get pregnant, go to hospital, and go into labor, bring forth a child that we may know you are a woman. But when God created man and woman and gender, 
God did not confuse himself. Neither did he set off a legacy of confusion. He made the biology of the man distinct for purpose. And he made the biology of the woman distinct for purpose. And yet in this world, intelligent houses have believed the foolish ones. A man says, it's like one day in this world, if Jesus starts, a man will say that he is a dog. And it will be legislated that if you believe you are a dog, who can contest that you are not a dog? They will give you dog food. They will give him dog food. They will put rope on his neck. And he too will put his hands on the ground between like a dog. Four. If you believe you are a dog, or you are a man, you believe you are a woman, or you are a woman, you believe you are a man, God still loves you. But he hates what you believe. A man who sleeps with a man is sodomy. I'm speaking to the whole world. This is live program. A man sleep with a man is sodomy. God destroy people like that. They can't enter heaven. Even a woman who has such affection with a woman is sodomy. It's just like prostitution <clears throat> or bestiality. God has not changed. Let the world know that. The parliament of heaven have not revoked their status. Therefore, God so loved the world, he loved everybody. He gave his only begotten son. Either you are a Muslim, or you, you are um, a Hindu, or you are, you know, Baha'i, Shango, Oya, Baal, anything you are. Let me say this to you. The God of Christian is not the God of Muslims. We have two different gods. I am an authority in religion. The God of Islam, if anybody thinks that is the God of Christian, you fool yourself. My grandfather on the mother's side, Rabbi Atuwige, the first chief imam in Abulibo, the last chief imam who died, is my first cousin. So I came from that, but my mother's name is Kuburat. Was Kuburat. I am telling you that the God of Christians is different from the God of Islam. The God of Christians, the only one who have the same God with Christians, are the Jews. But today, they lost it. All gods answer prayer. But all gods have a limitation, except the sovereign one, Yahweh. He is the maker of the heavens and the earth. The supreme commander of the Lord's army. The immortal, the invisible, the only wise God. The only true God who speaks and that is what he does. The one who died for his people. No other God died for his people. They really killed their people. But our God became flesh and he dwelt among us. We beheld his glory and the glory of the only son who came from the father. He's the only one who died for his people. He's the only one. <laughs> when I came to England, I saw some foolish people. But they believe in aliens. They talk about aliens. They're just stupid. 
Because in Africa, I know aliens before. Some of them, we call them Ijimiri. Some of them, we call them Iwingbo. Some of them, we call them Alujono. We, we saw these things and we work with them. We talk with them. They talk with us. You call them aliens. There are demons. The Bible calls them demons. Let me tell you, Shokmono is an alien. He is invoked at 12 noon from Igiodon. You want me to tell you more? <laughs> Let me say something to you. Let me say something to you. All the lies of the Western world, they lie to you. Come and ask us. We are the originator. Satan came to Africa. He can't deceive us when he comes to himself because we knew him well. He came to England and he put on white collar and tie and suit and gave us a gentleman. And he called himself sociology. He called himself parapsychology. He called himself philosophy. When you are hearing Fifi, Luffy, Luffy, Leafy, be careful. <laughs> Read the part that common sense agree with. But when you get to the other part that it does not mean common sense, tell them, let it be unto them. God loved the world, he gave. But whosoever believes, salvation of grace by grace is a contract. God gave, you receive. Shall we stand up together, please? We are going to pray. You pray and I pray. Lord, strengthen me in this my journey with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, strengthen me in this my journey with you. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Strengthen me in this my journey with you. Father, strengthen me. Strengthen me. Give me insight and knowledge. Help me to serve you with all my heart. I will be here every, every day of prayer. I will be here. I will be serious to seek in your face. Deliver me from the deception of the devil. Father, we bless your name. Sing after me. Guide me over, great Jehovah, pilgrim to this barren land. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven.